Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about book collections, Taylor's Food Festival, and the second part of the interview with Tisha from The Butterfly Effect. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl who, uh, whose acting career is on par with Mr Nicholas Cage's. It's Charlotte Dines. Oh, oh, I feel bad. Oh, I feel bad for Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm joined by the man who's the, the clock on his wall in the office says read, 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 and that's exactly what he does. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I do read a lot. I do read a lot. I mean, we're sitting right now in the office. So we sit, we're sitting in the home office, aren't we? Yes. And what we what we did in the home office is get a bunch of bookshelves built so that we could just store the growing collection of our books. And to be honest, our recent trip to the Hay Literary Festival didn't make it any uh, any better, did it? You got nine books just for yourself. I did. I did and bought books for everybody in the family. I, t- I tell you what, though. If you love books, you've got to take a visit to Hay, hey, haven't yeah. you? I mean, that is the place. Um, we were there for the festival, but just wandering around Hay, uh, just around the bookshops and seeing seeing what you can find mm, is yeah. incredible. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, so who's who's better at acting, you or Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. I mean, he's been in more stuff that you'd know about, but I, I'm not convinced that makes him... Yeah, my... In the schools, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your version of Face Off. Oh no, you weren't in that. Oh, your version of um, uh, National Treasure. Oh no, no you weren't no, in no. that. Um, but you've never been in a movie where a pilot uh, has half his crew and audience uh, and passengers disappear and has got to find out why. And that may be the worst. It's called Gone Away, I think, listeners. It may be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. That movie changed his opinion of Nicolas Cage because before he didn't mind him as an actor and then he watched this highly religious movie about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. No. No. You won't watch. No. Nicolas Cage for me now is... is It's ruined. It's ruined. Nicholas, Within Nic- my heart, he is dead. Nicholas Cage is dead to me, literally. <laughs> but there was, there, he's not dead, is he? but he's, he's, he's not dead. He's still alive. He's still alive. I hope he's still alive. By the this, time we release this, I tell you, if this podcast comes out and Nicholas Cage dies, we've got some quick re-editing to do. <laughs> um, but it's confirmed in that now because I'm now in a position where um, I uh, on Twitter and I can't remember the the Twitter idea of this person, um, but on Twitter. Uh, I was following somebody who had some really insightful com- comments. You know, on Twitter, you go, you know what, you're interesting. I'm, I want to find out a bit about you. Yeah. Click on the bio, and it said Nicholas Cage fan. I unfollowed immediately. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, like, if you love Nicholas Cage as an actor, um, you're in a position where you're 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 Maybe. dead to me too. You're lost to me. You're you're not you're not you're not picking good actors. What do you think? Who, who's the worst actor in the world? Um, amateurs. <laughs> amateurs. Um, but, but look, amateurs are allowed to be bad because they don't actually pay. <laughs> they don't actually get paid to do it. Nicholas Cage does. Why amateurs get paid to act? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why they're amateurs. 
Not if they're like they're amateurs, but they're like they're good enough to pass and get like get a minor role in a musical. Yeah, but then they're professionals. That's how it works. Oh, then they become professionals. Uh, uh, <laughs> so let's just sort of slowly move away, shuffle away, because I can see the tumbleweed passing as you <laughs> think about the transition from amateur to uh, professional. Let's um, let's. <laughs> So, look, if if Nick Cage get paid per movie, you should get paid for, to be in the school play, let's be honest. Um, but let's talk about the question of the podcast. We're going to talk about that first. What's the? I've told you about the worst movie I've ever seen, but today's question of the podcast is, what is the worst movie you've ever seen? What do you think, Charlotte? I don't watch movies if I don't like them. Watch a movie if I don't like the description of it. Yeah, you'd only watch for a series of a TV program and go, yeah, not too keen on that now. Three episodes. <laughs> um, if I don't like something within the first three episodes, I'll just stop watching it. Okay. I, I, have, I have a rule. I'm not allowed. To, if I don't like it within the first three episodes, I just. But, but listeners, we're interested in what you think. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> um, and you can get in touch with us at. Sorry, I just had a revolutionary <clears> idea. Oh, the H is gone again. It was back last week, and now you've got rid of it. It was intentional. Uh, I'm going to prove I can do the H, and then remove the H, and then maybe bring the H back at a later podcast. Congestion. Congestion. Facebook, you know. It's got congestion. It's got congestion, yes. Facebook, you know. I'll do the Facebook. It's www.facebook.com forward slash holla kindness with the H. Stop looking at me funny. And people can get in touch with us directly on Twitter. Oh, and my Twitter at Charlotte J. Dames, T H A R L O T T E J D A E M S. Elias God Congestion or um, you can get in touch with me at Chris Dames D-A-E-M-S so we look forward to hearing to you, from you I don't know what that clap was for I don't know how clapping sounds on the podcast but look, look what he's doing on the screen look, look I, 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 every time I think we have a bad idea we just pick one worse genuinely it's like what should we do on the podcast we're going to watch YouTube videos and commentate on them. I mean, shocking, shocking. What, what are we going to do on the podcast? We're going to clap. We're going to clap. Professional podcasts don't do this, Charlotte. They just... <laughs> it's a good thing we're amateurs, though. <laughs> we ain't getting paid for this. We, we, we know the difference as well. Um, okay. Now we do. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners now you know how to get in touch with us and now you know what the question of the, of the podcast is and you know the difference between an amateur and, you, and, you know an amateur and pro this is an amateur podcast you're listening to by the way um, y- you can make us uh, <laughs> listen if you pay us we immediately turn professional oh. so it's like that may, maybe that maybe there's a business model there oh. Charlotte I don't know um, uh, amateur's pro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, feel free to get in touch and uh, uh, with us, um, very amateur. Very, um, very amateur. <laughs> stumbling through everything I'm stumbling through everything. Right, and we'll see you next time. Should we move on to kindness news? Yes. So here we are again at another episode of. Would you like to do the jingle? Kindness news. Now. Uh, oh, oh, it's going on. It's going on. Oh, it's going on.
it's going higher. Um, the, you just you just made. I'm looking at this on Audacity, which is what we record this on podcast, listeners. And you just made. I don't try and break my computer. Um, <laughs> don't try and smash any glasses. Um, I'm thinking. Last week we talked about putting a drum and bass beat behind the. Yeah, it's not going to work. It just sounds like I'm going douche, 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 douche. douche. Um, maybe we should try it with disco. <laughs> 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 what, like, you put, you put it over the sound, the, the track for Dancing Queen. Just yeah, like, maybe. Dancing Queen. Chinese <laughs> news. Young and good. Only Charlotte Danes is here. Telling us the guy news news. Huh. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so that, that last bit sounded nothing like ABBA. Tell us what Love addition. It this week's kindness news is grub what the insect grub <laughs> oh, oh okay food grub oh food news kindness food. news food edition tell us your news Glasgow food truck tackling crime with kindness okay okay so basically it's about the this cop yeah yeah Ian Murray yeah. who leads the street and arrow project I'm pretty sure it's a pun on straight and narrow because street and narrow street and narrow um and it's basically he runs this food truck thing i think it's a food truck anyway and he takes ex-cons yeah and he gets them to work at this place and he says 90 percent of the time yeah these ex-cons yeah change their life awesome love it and And what do they do how long do they work there uh, it is a 12-month traineeship, but they can work on further than okay, that. Okay. Um, and he's saying that it gives them the experience to go out and get a job because sometimes what the, all the all these people need is comfort and somewhere where they feel like they belong. Yeah. And I think that's what he's giving to them, in a yeah. sense. Um, he says that he would treat them like he would treat his 12-year-old daughter uh, because that's it. May, he needs to make them feel safe. Like because that's where they're developing because okay. uh, they didn't get the proper development when they were younger because okay. usually stuff happens yeah. in childhood. That well, you know what? We, we're interviewing um, a guy who runs a charity later on in an episode. I've interviewed him already and we're just waiting to, for the right time to release the podcast. But um, he runs a, a charity called Product of a Boats Code mm-hmm. and he, he works a lot with street gangs in London. And one of the things that he said is certainly a lot of these guys and gangs are looking for communities. They're looking for homes. They're looking for um, places where they can feel a sense of belonging. Mm. And sometimes if you give people opportunities, you you develop that sense of belonging, right? Yes, that is true. So what um, what, what do they do? They they give them a job in the... uh, The food industry, and they teach them how to work in the food industry how to cook how to clean how to stay hygienic and that gives them the opportunities even after they've been in prison to go and work somewhere else because they have work experience and they have recommendations from people who are in the government like police yeah so it's a police run project yes what was its foundings was it what was it um i believe it was based off one in los angeles a project in la yeah that did yeah that was it and um, 
they did it with churches instead. So okay. people would go and help in churches, and that would reform them. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I like the idea of people working in kitchens because after you've worked at a church, what work experience is working in a church? Well, communication, I suppose. But yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't underestimate what you could learn in working with the church. But certainly, I like the idea of the police trying different things to provide people with the opportunities to get back to work, build the skills, and uh, and just rebuild their lives. I love it. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Yep. So this week we're finishing off our interview with Tasha. Part I mean, we, two. Part two. I mean, we talked for over an hour, so we talked about loads and loads of really good stuff. And in this part of the Tasha Wow interview, we talked about um, art, um, as a way to be more kind. Do you think art's got a part to play in being more kind, Charlotte? It, it can show people the true meaning of kindness, kindness if done properly. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit about micro-philanthropy. I can't say the word. Micro-philanthropy. And we're going to uh, test Tasha on the questions of the podcast. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. So I've got, I've got, I've got two two questions on that. Um, okay. Uh, so number one is how how important is play in that sort of uh, uh, being more creative? And number two, how t- tough it? Because I you know, I run a small business and I, I I believe in creativity as a small business. How difficult a message is that in corporate? Um, America or England or because then they're not known for being particularly playful (laughs) no Um, so the first part of your question how important is play it's as important as discipline so I think it's a 50-50 I think we've become so structured in our lives at work and at school they bring us into class they set us in straight lines they teach us yeah gotcha yeah it's just about the work without the play yeah we become lockstep conformity yeah and we all come up with that that one right answer which gets us the good grade but that's not creating the kind of thinkers that we're going to exactly yeah yeah that's coming like we talked about a little bit earlier with artificial intelligence yeah um, with the advent of how quickly everything is moving with the law of singularity, yeah. we've got to have creative thinkers that are going to be able to think and dream. Conversely, on the other hand, if you just play all the time and you don't have discipline, you yeah. don't have structure to that creativity, it just goes, it's a cloud, it's, it's ethereal, you can't hold on to it. So gotcha. It's equally important to have both. One of the things that we talk about in the keynote um, that Eric gives right now, he's talking about there's this concept of the world needs dreamers and the world needs doers. We need both of those. But how amazing would it be if each of us could be dreamers that do? So I think it's so important to cultivate both of those things. That's how this is actually going to work by not being one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Um, Secondly, how easy is that to apply um a little bit easier in my experience in corporate america than it is in europe um, okay conferences have been spoken there i think in the united states we tend to have a little bit more of an open entrepreneurial mind yeah i agree with that yeah, yeah. in europe i think because your family-run businesses and that there's a history there that we don't have here mm. and there's a i think if you're an entrepreneur in Europe, and this is based on, like I said, I, I've only done a couple of conferences there, but 
there's not a sense of wonder and excitement and wow if you're an entrepreneur. In the United States, if you say, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a creativity expert, I want to do something different, everybody yep. kind of stands up and says, wow, that's so cool. Gotcha. I don't get the same experience in the UK okay. or anywhere in Europe. I think the UK is a little bit different than the rest of Europe as mm. to being open to it. Yeah. But it is. It's hard to break out. So, so I, I, I think you're right. I think America certainly sort of leads the field in um, entrepreneurial thinking. I, I, I absolutely sort of believe that. Um, uh, but certainly, I think the a lot of the large corporates in the UK are certainly sort of stuck in the industrial era <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to both and, and education too. You know, education. You know, we. I mean, it's really interesting that we're teaching our kids for a 20th century econ economy when actually the world's changing so fast. But shall we go back to talk about kindness? Because we could talk about future economies for ages. I'd love to do that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, maybe we say that for a, um, for a different podcast. But do you, think, um, do you think art has a part to play in, generate in feelings of generosity and kindness? And if so, what? Well, I think that art, so can, was the, is the question, can art generate kindness? Yeah, so, so what, what, what uh, part has art got to play in generating kindness? Okay, that's a great question. And I, I actually feel like I, I have an answer because we've done this. Okay. So one of the things that Eric and I decided to do about 10 or 12 years ago is stop selling all of his artwork. Okay. So he creates these amazing paintings in three minutes. He's a performance artist. Okay. He's up on stage in front of these big corporate audiences and the, a video goes on, let's say a three and a half minute video, and he creates a painting in that three and a half minutes. Okay. So this creates a buzz. He does three paintings during every program and people kept saying to us, how much is that painting? How much is that painting? How much is that painting? I want to buy that painting. Mm. And we realized that putting a dollar value on art felt icky to us. It did okay. not feel good to say, this is how much I value this piece of art. We wanted art to be for the masses, for everybody. So we decided we weren't going to sell, we weren't going to show, we weren't going to reproduce any of the art. Okay. Instead, we were going to see what we could do if we only used it to help raise money for charity. Cool. So in essence, we pulled it all off the market. We made it not available to anyone unless you brought Eric in to speak. We gift the paintings to the client and they in turn donate, uh, have a charity option to raise money Love for charity. Love it. So, so Tasha, Eric's, Eric's doing these on stage as he's presenting, right? Yes, correct. Awesome. Awesome. And then those paintings then are auctioned off for charity. So it is not uncommon for me to get a phone call a couple times a week from a private individual or a CEO saying, how much I want that piece of art. How yep. much is it? And I get to say, it's not for sale. Yeah, yeah. And they say, no, really, how much is it? And I say, no, really, it's not for sale. Yeah. We only use the paintings to raise money for charity. Cool. Um, so that's one way that you can use art for good. And I think that was kind of one of the questions that we had is, can we take this? I mean, art is so subjective. Yeah, absolutely. Price on art. How do we at least use that as a catalyst to raise awareness and money for charity? For me, the butterflies that I create 
first of all, I, they're beautiful. And I'm, as I'm learned to let go of them and not make them all about me and my art, it's a stencil that I'm sending out to other artists. Yeah. They're to share their art with their communities. Mm. Yeah. So that art then represents a charity that they would like to amplify. Yep. We're using this, you can't help but stop when you see one of these butterflies. They're so huge and they're so obviously... Well, I'm going to be... I, I, I mean, obviously, Tasha, I'm going to be searching London's toilets to, to find one, but... Um, but Lou. <laughs> Lou. Toilet, Lou, wherever well, you want. Latrine. <laughs> we don't live in Victoria, London, Charlotte. They're not called latrines anymore. I'm trying to be... Similar. Yeah, so that, that sounds awesome. Just a, just a side question. What's your favourite piece of art? That I've done, or just in general? Just in general. Like, like the Mona Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably Monet's water lilies. Because oh. It's a piece and you get lost inside of it. Oh, um, so much. We went to Monet's house last year. Oh. Um, and it, it, it was incredible, wasn't it, Charlotte? Yes. Because the, the garden, Monet's garden, is... Um, is uh, it is the water lilies brought to life? It's incredible. If you, it's it's about a hundred miles out of Paris. It's a bit of a drive out of Paris, but certainly next time you're in Europe, visit Monet's. Yeah. Have you been or not? Um, no, I have not. But when mm. we come to Paris in March, we'll be there in March and May, and I think I may try and make that. Part. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a bit of a drive out of town, but certainly worth doing. I we w interestingly we went to see uh, Mona Lisa in the Louvre. Um, uh, and we thought it was a bit underwhelming, didn't we, Charlotte? Yeah. I, I thought I think Mona Lisa uh, is is a little bit overrated. However, I was in New York in uh, October, and I saw um, Starry Night by Van Gogh, and uh, honestly, that uh, blew my mind. And I, I got told off by a security guard because I was I got too close to it because because I, I was loving it so much. I got a little bit close and he had to tell me to move move back a bit. Um, it, so it's, it is a stunning stunning piece, and I agree with you. It's one of those things where you kind of laugh when you get to the Mona Lisa because you're like, wait, that's it. It's I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to be so far away from it. If you loved um, Starry Night, have you guys seen Loving Vincent yet? The biographical. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We've we've got it. Uh, is that the one that that was hand painted? Where they hand painted every every frame? Yeah. Oh, honestly. We've seen like the first ten minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We we're gonna. That's on our list to watch. So. Put it on your list. I will. I will. I will do. Can I say something? Yep. Yeah, of course, can. Okay. So I consider like writing a form of art because like, I, I actually want to write books for a living when I'm older and I, I w always wanted to um, use my books to kind of get the message across that kind of I people don't un always understand other people like other emotions I think if we could use stories and art to help people understand other people it could um, help them help other people in a sense. Yeah, so gain a perspective on other people, gain a perspective right? Perspective yeah, yeah, through that. characters in stories yeah. and books and people who are in similar positions as you, who something happened to them yeah. and it makes their life a little bit worse or a little bit better and it helps yeah. you understand. 
Well, you think about it, novels do that incredibly well. Yeah. Harry Potter did that fantastically, didn't it? Because yeah. it gave people characters that, that, that you could identify with, really. Yeah, yeah. cool. So... <clears throat> I, I think that's such a great point, though, that we oftentimes think of art as a visual art form, but I, I agree with you completely. Storytellers are art issue as well. A more creative answer to the question would have been if I could have come up with a piece of music or poetry or my favorite book or my favorite film because yeah. you're right art is it's our connection to the creative side of ourselves yeah right? yeah gotcha. inside of us and so I think that's beautiful and I'm excited to see what you come up with because I think your generation I don't know about you guys but the book industry is a little tiny bit archaic and I yep. think there's yep. has to be new platforms and new ways of releasing almost like blogs but I think back in what, didn't Louisa May Alcott release most of her books in periodicals? Um, so it come out, you know, or Dickens did the same thing. Well, Char Charlotte, you use a, an app called Wattpad, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I post online. So, yeah. so Charlotte uses a platform called Wattpad where um, every time she writes a chapter, she posts it. Um, yeah. And, and it's very it's very periodical in nature. So I like post a chapter a week and they're like 500 words. I'm yeah. currently working on a romance novel. <laughs> are we are we using are we using this to publish your next stories? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, okay, so um, I, I, I really like on your website it talks about be the change you want to see. Um, uh, how does that embody itself in the work you do? opportunity to make a difference yep. in our daily lives, our weekly lives, our monthly lives. But if each of us took those two <coughs> questions, what yep. do you what lights you up and what breaks your heart and you love them. Yep. that then that's intrinsically what you were put here to do. I yep. don't think that it does any good. If you don't want to feed the homeless, don't go feed the homeless. If you don't want to give money to the hurricane aid relief, don't do it. Yep. When you find something that you're passionate about and that lights you up and you start putting your time and effort into changing that, that actually, it's contagious. People feel the authenticity in it. Yeah, and that yeah. The world. So gotcha. we're responsible to listen to what we're being called to do in the world, not to being guilted or forced into doing something that we mm. don't want to do because we're supposed to volunteer, we need it on our resume, yeah. or it looks good to other people. So you're talking about you're yeah. talking about finding stuff that's authentically you, right? That it authentically awesome. represents you. Yeah. Yeah, and when you do that, it really does have that ripple effect. Yeah. Each need to, if, and I think that's a, a lot of times it's that question, what breaks your heart? Like, what is so messed up in the world that you can't see continuing to happen? If you can even change one person's life, yeah. that's a that's enough. So yeah. you have to be responsible for being the change. Yeah, great, great. That and it will continue to ripple <clears> out. <throat> okay, and tell me, I know, I know you start the pro started the project talking about sort of. I, I look at the website about micro philanthropy. Can you explain what that means? Because it's a term I've not heard used before. Yeah, absolutely. So micro philanthropy is a way that any person can give back. So okay. even if you're a 10-year-old, and let's just say you got um, $50 for your birthday from your grandparents, and you are trying to think of, oh, I can go and buy this new thing, or I'm going to save it. If you take 10% of that $50 and you give it gotcha. to the homeless, you're actually making a difference. So micro-philanthropy yeah. is the idea that small amounts given are better than nothing at all. Gotcha. So 
sometimes people get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, if I'm going to give, I have to give away some large amount. I have to make some large donation or I have to go volunteer my whole weekend instead of volunteer a half hour. Yeah. Um, we won't do it unless we think that it's manageable but, in small chunks. But, but you know you know what? If everybody, I mean, we've been, we've been on this project now for weeks now, haven't we? And, and, yeah. and thinking about it for a few months. But the more people we talk about kindness, the ones they appreciate the most sometimes, they're not the big... Uh, grand gestures they are a smile they are holding holding the door open for somebody they are buying somebody a, a can of coke or you know, those tiny little things that we can do more of every day that actually build up to make a big difference yes yeah so we're nearly at the end of our interview but what we do um we do on the on the podcast we always have a question of the podcast Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> now these are not normally tasha these are not normally uh kindness related but they're just we're just curious people so we just like to ask um our interviewees some interesting questions so so are you ready i'm ready good what this is like the quick fire round, right? So, so let's that, that, go through a few of them. What's the best use of an egg? <laughs> I'm glad you find us amusing. We can, we, can give you some we can give you some suggestions. Is it an omelette? Is it boiled? Or is it Cadbury's creamed? 100% poached on side, inside of toast. So, so I've had two interviewees who have said poached with sourdough bread on toast. So, so that's good. Um, what country is on the top of your must-visit list? Ooh, I have not yet been to New Zealand. Me neither. Yeah, well, I haven't. I haven't. I've got as far as Malaysia, but not any further. So, Australia and New Zealand are still on my list. Um, Charlotte, yeah. do you want to ask one? Um, if you became supreme ruler of the world, what's the first rule you'd put in place? Oh, I remember. What I, I remember this one. <laughs> These are such great questions. Um, I would immediately put a ten percent sharing tax on everybody's income. See, I don't think that's the worst move in the world. I you know, a tithing tax. Yeah. to make sure that we can do more good. I like that idea. Um, uh, what's the most inspiring movie ever? Oh, my goodness. Um, Don't say anything when Nick Cage is The most inspiring movie ever? Oh, my gosh, I love film so much. Uh, you know what? I have to say that the one that really struck me in the last year that I've seen is Fences, and it's a little bit backwards why it's so inspiring. I came out of that movie so frustrated and angry that I spent two and a half hours watching the movie for such horrible characters, and it took me two days, and then I came back and realized that the main character that Viola Davis played... Was that Denzel Washington as well? He, di he yes, directed Denzel it, didn't Washington, he? Yeah, yes. yeah. The main character, the, the wife in it, shows the most beautiful restorative versus retributive love. So okay. she ends up being the most kind and forgiving and restoring person in the movie yeah. to something so terrible. Okay. And I feel like any kind of film that, that talks about that, about being a Martin Luther King or a Gandhi, any restorative love character, yeah. that's inspiring to me. So inspiration through 
adversity, right? You know, that, that sort of being treated, yeah, resilience, being treated badly, but, but still being okay. loving. Uh, what's your favorite piece of trivia ever? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is a lightning round and it's so hard. My favorite piece of trivia ever. Fine, no worries. That's a really difficult one, isn't it? What what ancient civilization would you go back in time to visit? Ooh, I you know honestly, I would ancient. Oh, ancient. Yeah. Can I can I go Victorian? Of course you can. No worries. Okay, that's not that's not really ancient. Um, I would love to go back actually to Victorian England with Victoria and Albert and not be one of the rich or wealthy in the castle but actually be one of the regular people is that is that so you can do more butterflies on toilets I mean this is getting ridiculous now <laughs> if you had your own gang what would you call it so Say did that again? if you had your own gang what would you call it if I had my own game what would I call gang gang so if you had your own group of people a, a, a sort of gang what would you call it I know they're good, aren't they? This one's inspired by me. I would, I would call it, I would call it unthink. Unthink. Ah, oh, the unthink gang. I like that. Okay, and I've only got two more left. What would your superhero name and superhero power be? My superhero power would for sure be to fly. Okay just would be so cool and my superhero name uh i don't know <laughs> wonderfly wonderfly, I wonderfly. I like, no i like that i like that a lot so tasha came on to talk about kindness and we're suddenly we're throwing these random questions out well you, you haven't you haven't heard some of our questions and and the most contentious question of the podcast that we ask everybody what's your favorite best biscuit my favorite is it a, is a biscuit a cookie yeah <laughs> did i have to already ask that oh <laughs> it's a biscuit a cookie <laughs> i would have to go with chocolate chip oatmeal Oh, chocolate chip oatmeal. We don't have that. Have you ever had a chocolate chip oatmeal? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the only... You, you usually find oatmeal and raisins together, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, okay, and we've, we've, we've been recording a new podcast episode today with a new question of the podcast, so you're the first person to, to hear this. Okay. Who Who's your favourite Muppet? <laughs> Miss Piggy. So, so for Charlotte, for Charlotte, it was you like Fuzzy, don't you? Fuzzy. And, and oh, he's awesome. And, and for me, for me, it was just, it's got to be Animal. Animal's, Animal's the best Muppet ever. Um, animal, animal rocks. He's awesome. I just like Miss Piggy because she is ridiculous and she makes me laugh. So if I ever got in my head and thought I was all that, I just picture myself as Miss Piggy and say, oh, that takes me off my little... Gotcha. Yeah. That, that yeah. Get and she doesn't take anything from any of the boys either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's a, she's a bit of a feminist icon is Miss Piggy, isn't she, really? She is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've just gone through, uh, in the UK, we've just gone through the um, 100 years of women getting the vote. 
So on the on the TV at the minute, there's loads of talk about you know, the suffragette movement and women getting the vote and stuff like that. So it's quite an interesting time for for um, for women. <laughs> Good time for women any time. But <laughs> very proud. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, where can people find out a little bit more about you, Sasha? You can find me on Instagram or Facebook or okay. Twitter. Um, our website is the Butterfly Effect Be the Change .com. Okay. And if you're interested in putting up a, a street art graffiti butterfly somewhere, you can email us from the website or contact us on social media. Okay. And if you're interested in finding out more about the little wooden butterfly drops, it's the same thing. Um, all of the clues for the geocache for charities are all on social media. Yep. And anytime anybody wants to put up a new butterfly, I am for sending you a stencil. That is absolutely awesome. Thank you for for um, for your time today. Really appreciate it. And I think me and Charlotte are going to be wandering around Shoreditch looking for a toilet very sometime soon. I can't wait for you to find one of my butterfly loops. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a complete pleasure meeting both of you. No, I've laughed more than I have on any other podcast, so thank you. <laughs> well, we, we like to, we, we aim to please, Tasha. Thanks for getting involved. Um, aim to make your belly rumble with laugh. Um, so so I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'll, um, uh, I'll, I'll send you, um, I'll send you a link, what did I, oh, the, the book. So I'll, I'll send you a link to David Hamilton's book because that's really yes. worth a read. Um, and yeah, when you're in Paris, definitely go and see Monet's house because that no. that was our that was our visit as well. But thanks so much for getting involved. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. See you soon. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. So that was the last, uh, uh, the second half of the Tasha Wow interview. She's still a bit awesome, isn't she? A bit awesome. I'm sure we're going to get Tasha on again. It's over. It's over again. But the end is never the end, is it? The end is always the end. The end is never the end. The start is never the start. The end is never the end. Left is never right, and left is never right. <laughs> I don't know. What Shoot, I was supposed means. to say left is never left, and right I, is never I, right. And I, this yeah. is like I end up saying left is never right, and right is never right is never left. So yeah. sorry. I don't know what any of that means, but thank you for your comment. <laughs> um, so it is the end of the podcast, um, but we have got one more. Uh, item of business to deal with. Oh yes, I uh, I, I almost forgot about this. Last week, this week, last week, this week. <laughs> question of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is uh, for geeks like us, Charlotte. Yeah. Is uh, a bit of an awesome one, and it's what's your favourite computer or video game character? Mm. Remind everybody what your favourite computer video game. I actually struggled this one. I never picked one because I. I like I like character based games, so of course I have a lot of favourite characters. And a lot of the characters I like to sit and I like to fangirl over and I like to go, Oh my god, they're so adorable and sad they had to die. I, I like to do that. Um, and I also go, Oh my god, they should have been a couple and it's just like it's, it's such a fangirl thing to do. It's a very modern fangirl thing to do, is love loads of characters. Would you consider yourself a fangirl? Yes. I would. Okay. I would consider cool. myself a major fangirl. And 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 okay, so you still haven't answered the question, even though you admitted Ooh. your uh, fangirl dumb. Um, what's your um, what's your favourite? I'm stuck between three, <laughs> and they're all from the same series. 
Jade B, um, Kyoko Kirigiri, Chia- um. uh, Danganronpa, uh, Chiaki Nanami, and uh, I have a strange love for... Um, oh, it's the newest game that's come out, and I can never remember the name of the characters, but I have a strange love for the ultimate bunker, uh, the ultimate entomologist, okay. just because he's so innocent and gullible and he just believes everything everyone says but for any of our listeners who don't know much about japanese rpgs um and most of you probably don't and i certainly don't did you understand any of that i because i didn't to be honest well kyoko is the ultimate detective and she has like amnesia and stuff um Chiaki... She's got the ultimate detective then, is she? No. She's a bit of a rubbish detective if she, did, she, 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 she solved five murders oh, in the space I of a week, so... Uh, yeah. I know who did the murder. Who? I forgot. No, she, <laughs> she has amnesia about her past. Oh, right. Um, Chiaki Nanami is the ultimate gamer. Okay, yeah, okay. Right, we will definitely talk about Japanese... Um, Love it. Uh, ...RPGs in a future episode. Maybe on a spin-off... Um, of podcast all about Japanese Yes, I would um, be very happy. I might not be the best co-host to do it with you, Charlotte. <laughs> I think you're better off... I'll pick one myself. <laughs> pick, pick one yourself. You're better off talking to somebody who knows about this sort of stuff. <laughs> but let's look at what other people said, shall we? Yes. As this is listeners' questions. Um, and what I did, last week I mixed it up a bit and said, um, uh, what's your favourite thing and what's the... what TV show made you laugh, and what's the thing that made you smile most this week? This week, I said, what's your uh, favourite computer game character, and what's the biggest compliment you've got this week? So let's start with um, the individuals who uh, just uh, told us about their favourite computer game characters. First, Russ said he loves a strategy game, so he loves SimCity and Civ 4. No characters in those, really, but um, he liked it. John loved uh, Lara Croft. Um, <laughs> uh. And uh, Wallace, who's a brand new... Uh, uh, Wallace at Wallace I am on Twitter, said Andrew Ryan and from Bioshock. Is that the, is that the game with the little girls? And it's the, the game oh. with the big daddies and the little girls. It is awesome. Uh, uh, and then Matt, Matt Warren had a few. He's going all retro. Uh, he said, Ikari Warriors, Double Dragon, G.I. Kung Fu, or obviously Street Fighter. Obvious, ob- obviously. obviously. Obviously Street Fighter. Now, uh, I had th- the, there was a couple of people who got a bit confused about the two questions. So one of them was, just as a recap, what's your favourite video game character? Yes. The next one is, what's the biggest compliment you've ever received? Cat Pete, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Said, um, number one, my favourite video game character is Mario. The biggest compliment she's had this week is you look just like Mario. <laughs> so obviously she loves Mario so much looking like Mario is a massive compliment. Um, uh, and then uh, Chris Budd came out with an interesting one. Because Chris Budd um, turned around and said that's easy, Duke Nukem. Catchphrase, your face, your ass. what's the difference? Now I <laughs> He mentioned this on Twitter, and there was a few people uh, who were confused about the fact that um, 
uh, whether that was the compliment or not. But I th- I th- it doesn't sound like a particularly good compliment, um, but certainly, certainly that's the thing. I but mean, unless it's saying both are beautiful. <laughs> I mean... True, and that could be the case. That you got a beautiful butt, you got a beautiful face. Doesn't matter, boy. Job done. Job done. They're interchangeable. They're so lovely. <laughs> um, yes, uh, you got perfectly sculpted features on your butt. Yeah, you've just. It's you, good. It's good. It's a bit weird as a face for a butt, but it's all good. They, they're they're both very attractive. Um, but actually, the, he did come out with the best compliment he uh, he had this week, which was he somebody said they he was the best speaker they'd ever ever heard um, and our old friend friend of the show friend of the show my, Mikey Fitzgerald mm-hmm. said this is a hard one give me two minutes so he went away <laughs> thought about it and then uh, came back and commented again commented again and he said okay you've got your uh, you've got your iconic ones you've got your Mario's you've yep. got your Sonic's yep. you've got your Master Chief you've got all that sort of stuff but for him uh, it was it was, um, and he was tempted to go down the anime route, so he was going to cheat and say Naruto. But oh no, what are you on about? But uh, we're um, not talking shipping then, are we? Oh, those well, games are well, look, I tell you, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take that up with, I'm gonna let you take that up with my team, to be honest. Don't talk about the shipping um, games in front of me. Uh, I, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but as far as who he thinks is the best character, he'd go with Senua from Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Um, and he said, whilst everyone's trying to make games prettier and more violent, I feel storytelling and character development, which is a conversation we've had, yes. uh, are more important than ever. Thank you. Uh, as a, as a, no, you no, no. <laughs> so one minute you don't agree with Mikey, but now you do. Okay. As a game, you'd expect me to complete every game, but I've got so b- bored in single-player games, I've maybe completed six. Senua was written with advice from people... Uh, from people who have psychosis and neuroscientists and psychosis experts, you literally hear her thoughts, and it's so well acted, dark, and so beautiful at points. Probably the greatest game character and game experience I've ever felt. It had a lasting effect on me and was so brave to approach mental health and make you see how strong people who can struggle are. Now, that's really interesting to me because I think. Uh, uh, gaming as a medium yeah. is, is has huge amounts of potential. Yes, and one thing it often ignores is um, mental health. And Sanua Sacrifice is a brave step. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard a lot about it, and certainly I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to play it too. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing it at some point in the future. And to finish off, I got a little compliment today. I've been doing a lot of writing for the business. And Andre uh, Alexander Riley said, you've put out a lot of good content recently. And I went, thanks, that's a really nice compliment. You've put out some nice content yeah, recently, you've Chris. Doing, you've been doing some good writing. Thanks, Alex, I appreciate it. So that is uh, the end of the show, officially. And we will... <laughs> uh, bye. Goodbye, guys. See you next week.